Thanks for listening to the Best of Coast to Coast podcast. Become a Coast Insider to hear the rest of this fascinating conversation and check out recent shows where we learned about worrisome cases of wrongful convictions, an unsettling rise in cancer found in household pets, and mysterious radio bursts coming from deep in space. Head on over to coasttocoastam.com and sign up for Coast Insider to start listening. Now, here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. A couple fascinating hours for you here. Dr. Pim Van Lommel worked from 1977 to 2003 as a cardiologist at an 800-bed teaching hospital in the Netherlands. He's now doing full-time research on the mind-brain relation. Back several years ago, his book, Endless Consciousness, was published in the Netherlands, nominated for the Book of the Year in 2008. And this book was also published in English by HarperCollins as Consciousness Beyond Life, the Science of the Near-Death Experience, a subject so dear to all of us. Uh, Dr. Pim, welcome to the program. Yes, thank you. Looking forward to this. How did you, you as a cardiologist by trade, how did you get involved in this study of uh, near-death experiences? Well, Perhaps by accident, during my rotating internship, that was in 1969, a patient was successfully resuscitated in the coronary care unit by electrical defibrillation. And in that, those days, it was all new and exciting for us. We even forget that before 1967, all patients with cardiac arrest died because modern resuscitation techniques were not yet available. So we had a successful resuscitation for them a patient with cardiac arrest, and we as a resuscitation team were very, very happy and excited, but the patient was very, very disappointed. And he told (laughs) me, going through a tunnel and seeing a light and beautiful colors. So that was the first time I ever heard that it was possible to have some memories from a period of cardiac arrest. Did most of those patients who went into cardiac arrest all say the same thing when they came back? Well, we, we, we started a study in, in 1988, and we found that about, uh, from 344 patients who survived cardiac arrest, 80% reported the memory of the period of unconsciousness, and 82% did not have any memories from this period of unconsciousness. So not all patients who survived cardiac arrest have this kind of what we now call a near-death experience. How do we know that what happened to them wasn't a product of the brain? It's maybe a starvation of uh, blood or, or oxygen or something. Yeah, well, that was the idea. When, we, when I first started to more systematically ask my patients about memories of the period of cardiac arrest, it was in, in 1986 after I read a book by George Ritchie, Return from Tomorrow, who as a medical student had an NDE, then uh, there were some theories about lack of oxygen in the brain or hallucinations or whatever that could explain these kind of experiences. But I didn't believe this. It, it was for me, there were so many fundamental questions about how and why does an ND occur and how does the content of an ND come about. So we started a study, a prospective study in 1988. Uh, and so we found 80% of those patients had an near-death experience, and there was no difference at all between the 82% of patients who had an, and the, uh, who did not report anything and the 18% of patients who reported an NDE in the duration of cardiac arrest, if they had two minutes or five minutes or eight minutes of cardiac arrest, didn't matter at all, or 
the duration of unconsciousness, five minutes or three weeks in coma, didn't matter at all. So the severity of gravity of the anoxia of the brain, lack of oxygen in the brain, didn't matter at all. Could explain it did, could not explain why patients have an ND and also psychological explanation like fear of uh, fear of death before the arrest or a pharmacological explanation like the use of medication. Mm-hmm. We could exclude all those uh, explanations. So the conclusion was from, from our study that, and it is still the largest study ever done, that there is no medical, physiological, psychological explanation why people have those kind of experiences. In the study of the 344 survivors of cardiac arrest, did you come up with a specific conclusion, doctor? Well, the, the most important conclusion was that all the theories until that time mentioned that it could be explained, let's say explained away by lack of oxygen in the brain or, or hallucination or medication. We could exclude it all. So there was still a mystery why those patients could have an, an enhanced consciousness during a period of cardiac arrest, especially what is challenging is the idea that when patients have a cardiac arrest, uh, patients become unconscious within seconds. And the clinical findings are that they have no body reflexes anymore, uh, which is a function of the cerebral cortex. And also the brainstem reflexes have gone. So there's no gag reflex or corneal reflex or violent pupils are clinical findings. Also, the breathing stops apnea because the uh, center of breathing is close to the brainstem. And when you measure EEG, what is not usually measured during cardiac arrest, right. the EEG flatlines within 10 to 20 seconds. Jeez. So there's no brain function at all. And in that very moment, the paradoxical occurrence of enhanced consciousness occurs. So clearly, for the moment, these people had died. Yes. So when you have a cardiac arrest, it's the first stage of the process of dying. We call it clinical death. So the period of unconsciousness due to the ceasing of circulation and breathing is the moment of the process of dying starts. And you have to initiate CPR within the first five to 10 minutes, otherwise all patients will die because of uh, irreversible damage to the brain. Can you say at this point, uh, doctor, that beyond any doubt that there is something to this after-death experience, that there's there may be a place they go, another dimension, whatever it might be, but that there's something else there? Well... Uh, it, for, for me, it's a different approach. I, I think that for me, what has been proven by not only our study, but also other studies, also from the U.S. and from U.K., is that there's a continuity of consciousness when the brain uh, stops functioning. So it's not a special place, but which you could say that, that, that death, like birth, will be a changing state of consciousness. So people tell us that the moment the brain stops and the and the, the heartbeat stops, that they have an enhanced consciousness with, with memories, with the possibility of perception from a position out and above the body, with uh, meeting diseased relatives, uh, uh, meeting and being a light, or being of light or light, and experiencing an unconditional love. And this is all not a very, it, it's not a place. 
spirit is an, 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 a dimension or a realm of enhanced consciousness. Did any of these patients um, talk about spirituality or they saw God or anything like that in that state? Well, people, depending on their background, when you are a Christian, they sometimes talk about the being of light, being Jesus. Uh, but there has been done a study in Eastern Germany where there was religion was not permitted at all. They were talking about a light, just a light. So you, you, the, 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 the words you choose to describe your experiences, depending on your background, uh, your religion, your culture, etc. So a child will use different words as an adult, and a Christian will use different words as a Buddhist or atheist. But to try to describe the same kind of experiences. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.